When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Time to continue with the joust. The joust, part four. An empty list field can only mean one thing. Start this adventure. Embark on this adventure. When you arrive at the list field, what is to be the third set of contests in the jousting tournament, you are shocked to find that apart from two men flexing a a length of the coral fence, you are the only soul present. As assuring yourself that Thacko is indeed announced today, as the day for the resumption of the contest at dinner last night in the keep's main hall, make her cry with the two men working on the fence. The men have just finished the repair as they gather their simple tools. They tell you that there was a new working, now a knock incursion at the western edge of the outer markers early this morning. That sent Fakir and a large force to the border. You thank the men for the news. Find yourself wondering why you weren't alerted to the event. Seriously? Fighting gob you're fighting goblins and you didn't invite me. The two men leave the field and start up the road that winds its way to the high ground of the keep. You're about to follow after them when you are suddenly surprised by the loud sort of a horse. You turn to find a lone wider atop a charger far end of the field. The wide was wearing a full suit of plate and a visored helm. A lance streaming with colourful ribbons rests at his sides. You watch with growing curiosity as the armoured wider moves into position at the end of the list lane. The horse breaks into a gallop and thunders down the left side of the hill towards a practice target. The wider strikes the target with the tip of the lance, sending a loud echo one of the stable buildings in the corral behind you. So I can use Dividation, move over to the lone jouster, or remain where I am and watch the jouster. Use Divination. Succeeded. Channeling your power of Divination. Able to sense that the wider was aware of your presence. You also feel your attempts to discern more about this individual are somehow being blocked. You also you sense the wire that possesses great power. Move over to the lone jouster, or remain where you are and watch the jouster. I'll just watch the jouster. For several minutes, you remain where you are, watching the armoured wider closely. As realising the wider appears to take little interest in you, you turn and begin making your way off the list field. You've covered less than 20 yards when the thunder of pounding hooves from behind sends your heart racing. Spin around to find the lone jouster and his powerful steed rapidly bearing down on you. The tip of the decorated lance is levelled at your chest. The horse and its helm wider will be upon you in seconds. So I could just get out of the way. I could use elementalism. Illusion. Gating. Or fortification. If telekinesis was a bit stronger, I could use that. But it isn't, so I can't. I will use elementalism. It succeeded. 16 XP to elementalism. You, you channel your power of elementalism. And immediately, a pair of mighty air elementals surge out of the sky. Create a bored whirlwind in front of you. The ravaging wind startled the charging horse, and it quickly changed its course, galloping swiftly past you in your white, instead of straight over you. The air elementals depart, leaving a strange pattern on the grass where the whirlwind waged only moments ago. You turn, turn to face the armoured wider as he draws up his steed to about 20 yards ahead. The wider reaches up and lifts his lifts the visor of his helm, revealing a shining pair of fierce blue eyes. You don't remember me, says the wider in a waspy masculine voice. Perhaps you do, though. You're not like this. You quickly ask the man why he woed at you. 
You have already been warned to leave the island, she says flatly. You will not be warned again. You are meddling in affairs that were not your own, and placing people in danger because of it. Certainly no need to create more peril than already haunts this island. You must leave Stargard at once. Indeed, you place any sort of value on your life. Demand to know the stranger's identity. Tell him you have no intention of going anywhere. Tell him you will leave the island. That's, he, he, that's going to be a lie, though. And he's, he knows it's going to be. And I know that he knows it's going to be. And he knows that I know that he knows that I know that And so on. It's a lie. And everybody knows it's a lie. So I'm just going to tell him. Now, this look to demand to know his identity. I don't think he's the sort of person who tells me who his identity is. And even if I did, it probably wouldn't make any sense to me anyway. So I'm going to tell him I have no intention of going anywhere. The Isle of Man tells you your honesty is a refreshing change from the deceit and illusion that seem to be so prevalent on the Isle. Makes one wonder if any of this is real, he says. You are keenly aware of icy fingers clawing at your psyche as the horsed figure speaks. You sense he is probing your mind, perhaps in an attempt to determine if you have spoken the truth. You ask again the armed rider who he is, determined to try to get to the bottom of at least some of the mysteries that confronted you ever since you set foot on the island. He shakes his head in response. You must know that your every step is being closely watched, he says. Friend and foe alike take teen interest in your movements on the island. Even journeys cloaked in the clover of dusk find themselves balanced on the tongues of snakes and slipped into the ears of those better left ignorant of such things. Your thoughts turn immediately to your treks to the cave in the woods south of the keep where in the por lies the portal that takes you to and from the island. The illusion that protects you is but a thin disguise, he says. It has brought you time, but little else. And the safety that, that you and others believe it affords you is itself only an illusion. For amongst your foes on the island are those that do not that do not rely upon their eyes to see. For the third time, you ask the wider to identify himself, but he says nothing. Instead, he re reaches beneath his cape and produces a small object she casts onto the ground before you. You lean down and examine the item, and are surprised to discover it is almost identical to two others you already possess. It's a third flat stone, bearing an etching of a hawk in flight. Small etchstone. This small flat stone bears the crude etching of a hawk in flight. This stone was given to you by, by the lone douster, on the list field at Sargard Keep. If you insist on staying ashore, you might as well find the fourth of these pieces. He says, Seek the circling birds in the jagged hills. The wider lowers his, the visor of his helm and takes up the wains of his steed as he prepares to depart. Believe that you have a final chance to ask him one question he might, might, he might be able to answer before he leaves. So these are the questions you could ask him. Now, you can only get one question, but... But, and this is key, if you quit without saving, you can ask all of them. Also, if you don't want to do that, they're, they're on the wiki, because they're important questions. Now... So I can ask him if he knows who I am. He probably does. That's not really interesting. Ask him if he knows of Oriel. I imagine so. Ask him if he's in league with Thane Poen. I don't think so. Ask him if he's in league with Thane Mazabak. I don't think so. Ask him if he's the man known as Blue Cape. Really, that, that doesn't... That just... That dilly doesn't answer any questions either. Ask him about Wavenbone. Hmm. Okay, I think I might get some some question answers if I ask that. Probably not much because honestly, there's just so many mysteries on this island. It's like, like the proper. It's like this island is like fifty percent mysteries, 
50, 40% rocks and 10% valuable, valuable minerals. <laughs> Honestly, I think we took the mysteries out of the island. It was falling to the sea. So I'm going to ask him about Wavenbone. I would not make that word a common utterance, he says, his tone grave as he delivers an unsettling warning. It's a word that is certain to, to capture precisely the wrong sort of intention. There are already those who have paid dearly for speaking op too openly of such matters. The, wi the rider urges his horse forward, and Elba begins trotting to the far side of the field. He leaves you to find yourself wounding just how much more he knows about what is transpiring on the aisle. The wider's bulky form suddenly wobbles and sways unsteadily in the saddle. He is momentarily having difficulty. It seems he is momentarily having difficulty keeping his balance. Almost immediately, the thought of surprising him from behind as he rides away and subdue him in effort to learn more of what he likely knows slips into your mind. So I can launch a surprise attack and attempt to subdue the armoured wider or let him depart. I'm going to launch this surprise attack. I want to answer all the questions. We rush up behind the departing wider and grab hold of one of the thick plates of his armour. With a mighty heave, you drag him from the saddle, sending him crashing to the ground to the west of his startles, left of his startled shield. The horse bolts across the list field to the west. Prepare, prepare to leap upon the fallen man and stew him for he has a chance to counter your surprise attack. You you're stunned to discover what actually lies at your feet. When the fallen rider shows no sign of movement, you quickly low down, lean down and remove the helm that covers his head, only to have the piece of armour roll freely across the ground as your head grasp it. There is no head beneath it. You quickly examine the rest of the armour and find out it is merely an empty suit of full plate. No trace of the man you spoke to only moments ago remains. Suddenly, made weary by this unexpected and unsettling turn of events, you cast your gaze about the periods of the list field, seeking any sign that you are not alone. But there is no one else within sight. As your eyes once again fall upon the ground to your feet, your heart skips a beat. There! Where the full suit of full plate rested only a few moments ago. It's a pile of cloth armour and a few and a crudely stitched cloth mask. If only just turned away from the pile of cloth armour, when a crippling pain explodes in your head, you groan in agony and drop to your knees as the staggering pain continues to pulse through your head. Icy fingers tear at the fabric of your psyche. Alright, so bonus of 60, picking a number. 20 from mine, 20 from aura, 20 from spirit. Got to get 75 or more. Okay, seems pretty likely. Let's see what happens. 146. Your mental fortitude has helped you defend off the worst of the powerful sonic attack. But the strenuous effort has left you weakened. I lose 14 stamina points. And that's a success. You rarely stagger to your feet as you struggle to regain your senses. You, quick, you quickly cast your gaze about the perimeter of the list field in a desperate, desperate bid to locate who or what is attacking your mind. It's plain to you that your psyche cannot hope to withstand many more of these attacks. So, picking a number, bonus of 61, 10 from Mind, 10 from Aura, 18 from Thievery, 18 from Woodmanship, and 5 from Luck. So, the success, I've got to get 100 or more to succeed. Let's see what happens. Failure. Your eyes carefully scour the premise of the field, but to your dismay, you find no sign of anyone or anything within sight. Before you can even contemplate your next move, another crippling wave of pain explodes in your head. You groan in agony and drop to your knees as the staggering pain continues to pulse through your head. I see fingers tear at the fabric of your psyche. I've got to pick a number, bonus of 60, once again, and I've got to get 75 or more. 
failure. Your mental defenses are completely overwhelmed by the powerful psionic attack. Just going to heal from that. 40 stamina points lost. That's about a fifth of them. Through weakened and dazed by the merciless assault on your psyche, you manage to stagger to your feet as you struggle to regain your senses. Okay, now I'm looking for them again. It's the same check as last time. Bonus 61, got to get 100 or more. Failure once more. And then here comes another psychic attack. Yep, pick number, bonus 60, 75. Success, 132, your mental fortitude helped you to fend off the worst of the powerful sonic attack, but the strenuous effort has left you weakened. You rarely stagger to your feet as you struggle to regain your senses. You quickly glance your ways about the perimeter of the list field, in a desperate bid to locate who or what is attacking your mind. He's playing to you, your psyche cannot hope to withstand many more of these attacks. So, hopefully I'll find them this time. Failure! Oh, another failure, but I was so close! It's 97! Another crippling wave of pain explodes in your head. You groan in agony and drop to your knees as the staggering pain continues to pulse through your head. Icy fingers tear up the fabric of your psyche. Success! I just lose 10 Sanima points. You warily stagger to your feet as you struggle to regain your senses. Okay, fourth time's the charm, right? I'm looking around for who's attacking my mind. Gotta get 100. Bonus of 61. Success! Finally! Your heart leaps as your eyes lock on to the figure of a thin man crouched at the edge of the largest of stable buildings where the coal fence and the corner of the list field meet. The man seems to realise he has been spotted and immediately turns and dashes around the corner of the stable, disappearing from view. With no desire to allow the man to escape, you tear off across the field towards the building, but as you turn the corner aroundwards, he has fled. You, no, you find no sign of him. The weird door of the large stable to your right stands open. Ahead of you, just to the north of the quad, is a small, dense copse of trees. Realise that both the stable and the small knot of forest provide adequate means of concealment. So I can investigate the corpse, the stable building, call off the search, or I could use divination, shadow magic, or woodmanship to search for clues as to where he went. I'll use woodmanship because that has the greatest chance of success because that is the most leveled skill or power. Successfully used your woodmanship skill. 8 XP to woodmanship. You bend to the ground and closely examine the earth for any clue that might indicate where the man you saw at the edge of the corral has gone. A faint smile crosses your lips as you note... Several depressions in the grass between the sa- stable and the corpse. It seems the man has fled into the copse of trees. Then I shall investigate the copse. You, st- you step cautiously into the tangled corpse, moving moving through the bramble and laurel that chokes this small thicket. As you proceed through the snarl undergrowth, your eyes and ears remained alert for any sign of the elusive figure you spotted the edge of the list field. So there's a boat picking a number. Bonus of 46. 18 from woodmanship, 18 from thievery, 10 from luck. Got to get 100 or more to find him. Success with 113. After only a, only a minute of moving through the tangled corpse, your efforts are rewarded. Jutting out of the base of a moss-covered oak is the toe of a soft leather shoe. You slip quietly towards the tall hardwood and spring around its trunk, apparently taking the thin man who crouched behind it completely by surprise. Before the man can attempt to escape, your arm shoots round his neck from behind and you roughly haul him to his feet. Quite unexpectedly, the man you're attempting to overpower seems to possess a great deal of physical strength. 
You struggle to better your hold on him as he thrashes about in a desperate bid to slip three of your grasp. You have yet to get a look at his face. Alright, but who could it be? Probably not someone I know, but... Please continue. You struggle. You struggle to retain your hold on a man whose physical strength seems awfully disproportionate to his relative frailness. Although, of course, if he's wearing one of those wings of disguises, or is a tazzle, or anything else that can change their appearance, then, honestly, you can't judge anything by appearance on this island. So, we've got to pick a number. Bonus of 58. 20 from might, 20 from body, and 18 from unarmed combat. Got to get 75 or more. Pick now. 150. Success. After a lengthy struggle, you manage to overpower the man and quickly spin him round to, to see his face. His scowling countenance is not one you recognise. Through the many creases of his weathered skin betray his advanced days, he glares at you with wide, dark eyes but says nothing. A broad scar crosses his chin, just under his lower lip. You angrily ask him why he's attacked you, but he remains defiantly silent. With a nimble twist, the man slips from your grasp, brandishing a knife. Your assailant coolly thrusts the blade of, of the knife at you. Pick a number once more. Bonus of 38. 20 from agility. 18 from an armed combat. Need 50 or more or I get stabbed. Success. You manage to knock the nut to block the knife thrust and counter with a blow to the man's wrist that causes him... To drop the blade. He springs back and dashes off to the east. Disappearing into the surrounding tangle. You snatch up his lost weapon. And immediately take up pursuit. I've just got a triple bladed knife. What, what's it like? So it's a stabbing weapon. It's well crafted. Two melee racing. This was the deadly instrument wielded by the man who attacked you in a copse of trees near the near the Koala Sangar Keep. The weapon is of well-crafted quality. And it's a unique it's a unique item that you can only find here. That doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> it's not good at all. But it's unique. So, maybe you'll just add it to your huge pile of unique stuff. Unique stuff in Trend Keep, or maybe your residence in Jernstig, or your grand residence when you get one of them. Please continue. You spill out of the cops and onto the tall grass, the field that edges up to it, but there is no sign of your assailant. Though, though you find it difficult to fathom he could disappear so quickly, with no obvious cover in sight, you are certain that he is gone. Dismayed that he could not get any information out of him, but thankful to survive his murderous attacks, you turn and start in the direction of the keep. As you head up to the broad, uneven road that leads to the gate of the keeps, you decide it would be best to keep your encounter with the lone jouster and your unknown assailant to yourself, your brief but informative conversation with the armoured wiser has only served to strengthen your belief that you have yet to meet anyone at Swords of Skarnguard you can truly trust, with perhaps one notable exception. As you pass through the gates of the Grim Fortress, the faces of those seemingly connected with the increasingly, with the increasingly mysterious matter that continues to unfold on the islands Swirl about and miss your thoughts. Foremost amongst those images is a shining set of blue eyes pierced it, that peered out at you from the open visor of the lone jouster's home. While you cannot put your finger on it, there was something eerily familiar about the fierce gaze. That finishes this adventure, the Joust Part 4, with 384 experience to general. And no jousting! Because everyone, everyone's off fighting goblins, but me. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to be a bit sore about that. I mean, I didn't get to joust or fight goblins. Gah, those are the two things I like doing.
Oh, oh yeah, also I like fighting snake men. Alright, now. Let's see. Gonna west. I'm gonna save. And that means I have no chance now to ask any of the other questions. But move back to the West Camp. On to the Joust Part 5. Only four Jousters remain. It's the semi-finals. Embark on this adventure. Under the cloudless blue sky of a crisp windy afternoon, you gather on the list field with your three fellow remaining contestants, prepare to take part in the third round of the joust. The three men who have survived to compete in this round, Gawalath, Toom and Witherwin, are all master swordsmen with a good bit of master horsemen with a good bit of jousting experience under their belt. You have little doubt that your next bout, regardless of who your opponent is, will be your toughest yet. A sizable crowd of labourers and soldiers has formed on the northern edge of the lists in anticipation of this afternoon's event. Though you are quick to quick to note that Thane Mazabak is once again not in attendance. Akake arrives at the far end of the field, where you and the other remaining jousters have gathered, and announces the pairings. You learn that you will be facing Gahura, leaving Toom and Withwin to face each other. As you begin to make your way over to the Pal Charger that will imminently bear you into battle, Thakir suddenly approaches you and takes you aside. It, it is, it's likely nothing I should be concerned over, he says, glancing around to make certain he won't be overheard. But quite an unpleasant encounter with the training yard this morning. You can tell by his demeanour that the encounter to which Thakir has alluded serves to unnerve him. The commander looks to his left for a moment, then turns back to you. I walk about the training yard each morning at dawn, he said. So he's confessing a great secret to you. To see the rising sun brings me hope, as it always has, particularly here. During this vigil this morning, that a man strode up out of the darkness and took me quite by surprise. Thakir pauses as, as two of the jousters, Room and Tethrim, Will be facing, who will be facing each other in the first bout, stroll past. He again looks about before turning back to you and continuing his narrative. The man walked out of the shadows with hardly a sound, Talisun, and came up to me, stating he must have words with me, he says. He wore a hood, so I couldn't see his face as well as I liked, but I could almost swear to it that he had a beard. I've seen nearly all I could hope to see in this life, there is little I could, I believe, could startle me, but I shall not forget those eyes, that blazing sapphires, the fiercest blue one could imagine. You shift uneasily as Thakir describes the fierce blue eyes of the man who approached him, the early morning darkness of the training yard. You are certain that it is the same man you encountered on the vacant list field, and possibly elsewhere. The commander tells you he has promptly demanded to know the man promptly demanded to know the man's name and his business. I was prepared to reprehend handed for skulking about the keep grounds at such an odd hour. What the stranger said next caught him completely off guard. Tally's junior will be the undoing of us all. You know nothing of where this leads, is what he said. So he said, said Fakir, quoting the hooded figure. As you might imagine, Talis Jr. but became quite defensive. The face of this, his curious, almost cryptic remarks, I told him was not to be spoken to in such a manner. Fakir tells you he clamped, clamped his hand to the hilt of his sword to lay credulence to his assertion of authority. The wake of his gesture, the stranger repeated himself, and then turned and strode off into the gloom. I ordered him to stop. But he could probably guess he did not heed the commands, as Thakir shake and said. Something told me to let him go, though I dare say I regret the decision. Commander leans forward and boldly asks you a pointed question, leaves you slightly taken aback. You, you and willing to respond to what you feel is the best possible answer. 
I trust you're not in league with this particular fellow, Tallies Jr., he says. Are you? Okay, I'm going to use divination. Succeeded. You channel your power, divination. And sense that Tallies is both suspicious of you and your motives. You also sense the commander is not in league with the hooded, blue-eyed man of whom he speaks. Okay, I'll tell Thakir I did encounter the strange man. Thakir seems surprised by admission and immediately asks for details of any encounter had with the mysterious figure. You give the commander a brief account of the events that transpired on the list field only two days ago, and when you finished, he is left shaking his head. You make no mention of any of your suspicions involving the blue-eyed man. You have no thoughts to as he might be, what he might want, a stack here. The expression on his face bordering on suspicion. You reply that you know nothing about him, and you didn't report the incident earlier for fear it might not be believed. I know little of you, it's true, he says, placing it on his shoulder. But, but I know enough to tell you I would have believed it if you had told it to me. Certainly earned my trust, Tallies Jr., which is well placed in you. I shall have to be more mindful of new faces, says Thakir, referring to the blue-eyed man. For with all that come and go for the aisle, this might prove a maddening task. Still, I suppose it might be rather difficult for someone like that to blend in around here. Thakir tells you he'd be sorry, sorry to have posed you questions that sounded accusatory, but he cannot afford to trust his own heart in all circumstances. Meant nothing by it, Tallis Jr., he says, placing his hand on your shoulder as he prepares to move away. I'll trust you at my back in any fight. Now, let's get this joust underway. Back here strides off to announce the first bout. Bout between the tomb and Withram. And you, and you resume your stroll over to where your sturdy charger stands waiting. As you approach your horse, Thakin's words continue to echo in your mind. I suppose it might be rather difficult for someone like that to blend in around here. You're not entirely certain that it would. As you stroke the neck of your proud, eager mount, you're startled by a sudden tap on your shoulder. You turn around to find yourself staring into the smiling face of Telebra. I wish you luck, says the beautiful huntress, as she leans forward and plants a long, firm kiss on your cheek. Remember, my kiss is perhaps the best luck you could hope for. The two of you share a laugh, and then the huntress departs. Starts heading off to join the crowd at the northern edge of the list. You've only just turned back to your horse when you're approached by the opponent for this round, the master horseman and swordsman, Galgalath. Galgalath? Something like that. You best be on your guard out there, says the tall, broad-shouldered, grey warrior. The smirk spreads across his face. I've been doing a quite, quite, doing quite the bit of steady lance work these past few days. Old Mash might even find something to fear in me. You speak with Galgaroff for several minutes and find he's a friendly and funny sort. He's also good friends with Ash Turbo, those unexpected exit from the tournament has served to cast a small cloud over the entire event. Well. Best of luck, he says, meeting you on his shoulder cross, before turning and moving over to his waiting horse. The saddle for your horse, you watch as Tomb rides against Withwit in the first bout. A solid blow from the tip of, of Tomb's lance on the first pass sends his opponent crashing to the ground. Withwit is only able to regain his feet with the help of his gracious fellow competitor and Tharkir. Tomb is declared the victor, and both he and his gasping opponent bow before Thakir. When Tomb and Withrum have made their way off the field, Thakir motions for you and Gathweth, and the two of you wide into place at opposite ends of the tilt that divides the list, wing, lift, list lanes. A chorus of horns suddenly fills the air, elicting a cheer from the gathered spectators. Thakir moves to the middle of the field, and holds up both of his hands, immediately subduing the din of the crowd to a faint murmur. Your horse stamps impatiently and snorts, throwing his head from side to side. Fakir suddenly lowers his hands, and you immediately urge your horse forward. The power 
powerful charger swiftly breaks into a gallop down the white side of the, the tilt. At the far end of the end of the list, Galgaros Steed also begins his charge. You and the master horseman quickly find yourself bearing down on each other with unnerving speed. Your heart pounds as the thundering hoofbeats of two heavy chargers rise into the air, momentarily drowning out the rapid cheers of the gathered spectators. Clinging to the rank with one hand and trying to steady your lance with the other, you fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt, as you prepare to make an attempt to unhorse your determined opponent. The first... Alright, so it's the same as... Same... Subsistence the same as the previous joust. The first random number will determine how well you are able to maintain control of your charging mount while retaining your poise in the shadow. Pick a number. Bonus of 76. 139. Your ability to control your charging horse, maintain your poise in the, in the saddle, has earned you 139 points bringing your total for this pass to 139. Gawalaf's ability to control his charging seed and maintain his poise in the shadow in the saddle has earned him 93 points, bringing his total to 93. You must now select a random number to determine how well you are able to maintain your balance in the saddle while simultaneously holding the reins of your horse and attempting to position your lance. You're also attempting to aim and focus on your rapidly approaching opponent. So, pick a number, bonus of 80. 20 for might, 20 for body, 20 for agility, and 20 for spirit. Pick now. Alright, guy, 112. Your ability to remain your, your strength, balance, and concentration during the charge has earned you 112 points, bringing your total to 251. Galgroff's ability to maintain his strength, balance and concentration during the charge has earned him 144 points, bringing his total this pass to 237. I'm still ahead. But this one will determine it. You must now select a random number to determine how accurate your attempt to strike Galgroff with, with your lance will be. So, number between 1 and 200... Bonus of 145, 140 for weaponry lances, and 5 from luck. Pick now. Your ability to control and aim your lance while at full charge has earned you, has earned you 321 points, bringing your total for this pass to 572. While he got 358 points, bringing his total to 593. Despite your valiant efforts, neither you nor Gragoroth manage to land solid blows with your lances. Both of you remain upright in the saddle, as the speed of your respective chargers carry you past one another in a matter of seconds. Your heavy but agile steed turns into the stilt and starts back along the opposite lanes. Gagros' horse makes the turn at the far end and breaks into a gallop along the lane down which you rode moments ago. As, as, your, as your charger bearing, bearing you thunders down the list, the gathered spectators cheer wildly. Your heart pounds as the thundering hoofbeats of two heavy chargers rise into the air, momentarily drowning out the rabid cheers of this gathered spectators, clinging to the reins with one hand and trying to steady your lance with the other. You fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt as you prepare to make an attempt to unhorse your determined opponent. So it's the same three checks again. The first check is determine how well you're able to maintain control of your charging mount while maintaining your poise in the shadows. I get 87 for that, and he gets 168. Oh my, that, that's not good at all. Okay, the second check, which, how well you were able to maintain your balance her saddle while simultaneously holding the reins of your horse and attempting to position your lance. 
You're also attempting to aim focused on your rapidly approaching opponent. Number 100, bonus of 80. Your bonus of 80, let's see what we get. I get 164, bring me to 2... 251, he gets 129, bring him to 2297. Alright, picking the third number, which is about actually hitting him. The bonus of 145, number between 1 and 200, once again, let's see what happens. I get 169, he gets 186. 420 versus 483. Let's see what happens. The tip of Galgraf's lance smashes into you, sending you toppling backwards out of the, sad the saddle. Oh, no, no, not again. You exhale sharply, driving every last ounce of breath from your lungs as you land flat on your back on the largely unforgiving ground of the list lane. Gasping loudly, you wreathe about in agony, as you desperately struggle to regain your breath. The blow from the lance and the resulting fall from the horse have inflicted serious damage. That's 111 stanima points lost. Injured, but with the swift strength enough to wise, you pull yourself up off the ground and turn to find Galgraf as already dismounted. The swordsman strides towards you, brandishing his wooden blade the skill of a true blade master. The crowd roars wildly in anticipation of a fierce battle. Okay, I'm fighting Galgaroth. He has the advantage because uh, he managed to get off his horse the proper way. You know, where you use the stirrups and all that stuff. I got off the horse the wrong way. Where someone slams a lance into you and knocks you off and you fall down and hit your head on something hard. Don't get off your horse that way. Use the stirrups, not a lance to your head, not a lance to the face. Alright, but nevertheless, I can still I can still recover from this by fighting Gal Galgara Galaf. Or however you pronounce his name. It's spelt G-A-R-A-L-R-L-A-R-T-H. So, yeah, however that's pronounced. He slashes at you with his wooden sword. I'm using a wooden mace. It's just a friend... Oh, I can use my healing ability. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm using that. Yes, well, it's a bit cheaty, isn't it, but... No, no one said anything about not using healing ability, so... Yeah, okay, I'm using it. I defeated my foe. And I ended up starting with more health than we're ending with more health than when I... than I begun with. I've defeated just... Two Okay, 38 experience. And... The post-battle heal nearly gets me to fall. Galgraf drops to one knee and surrenders the fight. He casts aside the wooden sword and curses the pitiful weapon. Beaten by a stick, he cries, wincing as he nurses a spot on his white shoulder he struck only moments ago. Well thought, Talis Jr. All, all that Fakir said about you is apparently true. Though I wish he'd made more mention of your combat ability. The crowd cheers at you, and Thakir meets in a shoulder cross. And you and Garwalath meet in a shoulder cross. He once again congratulates you on a fine showing. You and Garwalath bow to Thakir upon returning to the far side of the list. The commander commends you both for having... Having waged an exciting bout, and it was. They got to see two charges. You also have your hands full with tomb. Announce announces Thakir, making reference to a man you to the man you will soon face in the final bout of the joust. Some say he isn't good with the lancer's ash, though I'm not sure. Not sure I believe it. Nevertheless, I think you're going to find yourself in for quite a fight.
as you turn and lead your horse over to the far side of Listfield, where a stable hand awaits to take it back to the corral, you are joined by Telebois, who congratulates you on your victory, tells you there's just no doubt you're going to be crowned as champion. Don't be modest, Tallis Jr., he says, she says, smiling. Toom is decent with all that, but he hasn't even a sliver of spirit. And don't forget, of course, you've got a secret weapon. Before you can react, the beautiful huntress leans forward and plants a quick kiss on your lips. There, she smirks, all the luck you'll ever need. You part ways with Telebois at the gates of the keep, and then make your way to what you come to think of as the fortress of Thane Mazenbach. That finishes this adventure with 384 experience to general. Resume exploration, stop exploring. Yep, and save. Okay, I'm saving now. Hmm, have I got the time? I think, yep, all right, I'll do the next one more round. One more round of the joust. Part six, it all comes down to. Embark on this adventure. Although I think I've accidentally given you a spoiler by saying it's got seven parts. Sorry about that. The largest, the largest crowd the tournament has yet seen is gathered on the north side of the list field under a clear late afternoon sky. The anticipation of the final bout between you and two is widely thought that you will enjoy the upper hand against the young warrior though you remain uncertain of the notion. You step onto the field, you can sure glade your gaze over the throng of spectators. You are quick to note both the Thane and Lucaron are in attendance. Several yards to the right of the Thane and the advisor stands Telebois. The huntress waves over to you and makes your way across the field to where your sturdy charger in impatiently waits your arrival. Takia greets you on the far side of the field as you take the reins of your horse and wishes you luck. Toon passes by, leading his steed to the opposite end of the field, and the two of you meet in a shoulder cross and wish each other well in the bout that will crown one of you champion. Let's give this wabble a good show, jests Takia, waving his arm in the direction of the crowd. A good thing is no part of any such wabble, mind you. All right, off with you. Keep those lances steady. As you manoeuvre your horse in position at the start of the lane, to twice of the tilt, an uneasy feeling comes over you. Turning to the north side of the field, you quickly glance scan the countless faces of those gathered to witness the final bout, as the chilling words of Lucuan echo in your head. An attempt on your life will be made at the tournament. Suddenly, you spot something. Through only visible for a fleeting instant, the, the cold stare from a set of cool eyes tucked into the crowd is enough to send your pulse racing and invoke a deep and inexplicable sense of dread. A flurry of movement at the edge of the list field grabs your attention, and when your gaze returns to the spot where you saw the unfriendly face, it is no longer there. Despite your growing misgivings over the final bout in the wake of this unnerving incident, you remind yourself that even the boldest soul seeking to do your harm most likely be unwilling to attempt anything with so many people around. Unless, of course, they can set something up in advance. Like, I don't know, a bomb? I don't think bombs exist in this world, but magical bombs? Or, you know... Mess with the horses somehow. Means what they did before. Or maybe some sort of programmed mind control and the other guy. Plenty of options where they could set something off without being anywhere near near the actual stuff. You also remind yourself the entire episode might be nothing more than an unfortunate combination of nerves and imagination. Still, you vow to remain on your guard as you attempt to focus your full attention on defeating Toom 
and securing your victory in the joust. A resounding chorus of hills suddenly fills the air, elicting a cheer from the sizable crowd. Fakir moves to the middle of the field and holds up both of his hands, immediately subduing the din of the spectators to a faint murmur. Your horse stamps impatiently and snorts, throwing his head from side to side. Fakir suddenly lowers his hands, and you immediately urge your horse forward. The powerful charger swiftly breaks into a gallop down the right side of the tilt. At the far end... At the far end of the list, Toon Seed also begins its charge. You and the skilled warrior quickly find yourself bearing down on each other with un- bearing down on each other with unnerving speed. Your heart pounds as the hoofbeats of two heavy chargers rise into the air in a thundering company, drowning raucous che- cheers of the spectators, clinging to the wings with one hand and trying to steady your lance with the other. You fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt, as you prepare to make an attempt on horse two. Suddenly, a sharp, stacking pain shoots through your skull, causing you causing you to cry out in agony as you desperately attempt to maintain your balance in your staggle. I see dagger-like figures tear into your psyche. So it's a bonus of... Pick a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mine, 20 from more, and 20 from spirit. Got to get 100 or more. Success! Your mind manages to stave off the more damaging effects of the powerful sonic attack. But the sinister assault has left you weakened and dazed. I lose four stamina points. As you struggle to remain upright in the saddle, you try to focus on your rapidly approaching opponent. As Tomb draws nearer, his steady lance expertly levelled at you. Your vision suddenly blurs. Before you're able to react to this, fi- to this frightening turn of attempts, the tip of your opponent's lance slams into your midsection, sending you toppling backwards off your horse. Couple of sec- in a couple of seconds, it takes you to reach the ground. All you can do is minimise the impact of the fall. Bonus, pick a number, bonus of 68. 18 from horsemanship, 10 from luck. 20 from agility, 20 from body, gotta get 75 or more. So I'm probably gonna get it, but let's say success. Hit the ground hard, but your skill and experience has helped you minimize the damage you've sustained in the fall. I just I lose six stamina points. As you stagger painfully to your feet, your eyes fall upon your opponent. Toon gracefully dismounts and draws his wooden sword. A skilled warrior then strides swiftly in your direction. You turn to face your swiftly advancing opponent and are about to call out and reveal distress to him when a second, more powerful Sarlacc attack assails your psyche. It feels as if a thousand icy fingers are attempting to pry open your skull. So pick a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mind, 20 from aura, 20 from spirit. And I've got to get 100 or more. Let's see. 65 is a failure. Your mental defences were shattered by the powerful psionic attack. Dazed and weakened. But still alive, you struggle to clear the head of your remnants of the deadly psychic assault as Toon continues to bear down on you. Before you can even attempt to call out to Toon and reveal your distress at him, yet another powerful mental attack tears into your psyche. Feels as if a thousand icy figures. Fingers are attempting to pry open your skull. Pick the same number again. Failure once more. Your mental defences are shattered. By a powerful psionic attack. attack. 30 stamina points lost. Dazed and weakened, but still alive. You struggle to clear your head of the remnants of the deadly psychic assault as Tomb continues to bear down on you. Before you can even make an attempt to call out to Tomb to reveal or distress him, yet another powerful mental attack tears into your psyche. 
feels as a thousand icy fingers are attempting to pry open your skull. Gotta pick the number. Bonus 60. Need 100. Failure! Oh dear, oh dear. Ah, this is, I'm having a very bad day. 66. Your mental defences are shattered by the powerful psionic attack. 31 stamina points lost. Dazed and defeated. Dazed and weakened but still alive. You struggle to clear your head of the remnants of the deadly psychic assault as Tomb continues to bear down on you. As Tomb draws to within melee range, you suddenly manage to shout out and tell him your mind is under attack. However, the look that passes over the face of your sword-wielding opponent upon hearing of your distress makes your blood run cold. Tomb's stoic expression rapidly twists into a leering grin as his eyes widen, giving him a sinister, almost myanical appearance. And as he raises his wooden sword in preparation of striking you a mighty blow, the blade suddenly bursts into flames. Now that's cheating! You're cheating! <sighs> I'm so mad now. As you step back and assume a defensive stance, the war of the crowd drowns out your desperate plea to two. You will once again shout out and tell him your mind is under attack. But your words have no effect on the opponent. Stoom steps forward, raising his burning blade, as he prepares to bring the deadly weapon down upon you. You suddenly notice the movement of his limbs is not fluid. His arms and legs move and bend in a jerky, unnatural way. A look of horror replaces the leering grin on his face. He immediately senses that Tomb is not in full control of his own thoughts or actions. As Thakir and several others charge across the list field to intervene, a bout that has gone horribly wrong. You find yourself facing the streaking, flaming wooden blade of a possessed opponent. So I can dodge, use fortification, unarmed combat, or shadow magic. I'm going to use unarmed combat, because that just looks so cool. It succeeded. 16 XP to unarmed combat. You lean black as a precarious angle, nimbly dodging the blow of, of Tomb's flaming wooden sword. In a remarkable display of skill and agility, you snap back to a fully upright stance and strike your opponent on the wrist, sending the fiery blade toppling to the ground at his feet. Tomb reaches to his side and draws a small axe. He expertly flips the weapon once and then lunges forward, hacking at you wildly. You fend off his first few strokes before quickly countering the assault. Shouts of Fakir and several others reach your ears as you attempt to subdue your opponent. I might, I'm fighting Tomb. Let's hope he's not my doom. <laughs> I whined. Alright, I'm go I'm subduing him. He wants to kill me. Well he's be he doesn't want it, but he's going he's trying to kill me. Or the people the person that's puppeting him wants to kill me. Anyway, I don't want to kill him. So this makes it difficult. Because I have to hold back and he isn't. Tomb hacks at you with his small axe. Uh, fortunately, he is a 3 plus roll. Even with me having the, the wooden race, your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow. 33 damage. Okay. And he is subdued. 22 XP. Your defeated foe lies weaving and moaning on the ground at your feet. The skilled warrior has been severely battered, but not permanently harmed. Fakir and four soldiers rush up to your side and stare down in disbelief at Tomb. Those countenance seems to bear no trace of the sinister look that clouded it only moments ago. What? What is all? What is all of this? asked Tomb. Wide eyes as he gazes up at you, Thakir, and the others. That's precisely what I need to know, groans Thakir, who seems unaware of anything other than 
Toom's obvious attempt to kill you with a flaming sword on your feet. Two wises slowly over two soldiers. I'm ceased to tell you all. The last thing he remembers is preparing to strike you with his lance during the charge. Will you tell him what inspired following that point, including his attempt to kill you with a flaming sword? He stares at you in wide-eyed disbelief and shakes his head. You must know that I recall nothing of that, he says, turning from you to Thakir in turn. You must believe me, Talis Jr. You assure to him that you do believe him. And Thakir nods in agreement. With a stern look spread across Commander's face, which betrayed his anger. Vanga listens closely, describes to him the powerful mental attacks you endured, the first of which took, up, took place at the very onset of the bout. A sudden painful gasp caused both you and Thakir to turn in the direction of the tomb. The accomplished warrior winces as he cradles his left arm, now broken two places. Looking at wives and glances at both of you and two for addressing Fakir and asking he should inform Thane Mazavet the contest cannot be completed. Tell, tell the Thane he shall have a full report on this instance as soon as I sorted out the details, growls the commander who makes no effort to look at the advisor. Luku embolds to Fakir, flashes a quick glance in your direction and heads back across the list field to make his report. Fakir dismisses the four soldiers, including Toom, who is helped off the field by the others. Commander takes you aside and speaks in a hushed tone. Even through, the two of you are the only souls anywhere near to the middle of the field. This was an attack designed to kill you. There can be no question about that, he says, his face flushed with anger. This treachery cannot be undone before the sun goes down. This day, this day, I want my hands at the throat of whoever's behind it. This has gone far enough. It's time we had some answers. Uh, I don't, I don't think Sangar doesn't have answers. It has mysteries, just mysteries, just more and more mysteries. So many mysteries that if you solve the mysteries, it would sink into the sea. That's how mysterious Sargard Island is. Much to dismay, Fakir tells you the jousty tournament is over. Those able to wide and wield a lance have already been put down to defeat, he says. There is not left who could possibly wide against you. Tone was the last, I must say. It's going to be quite some time before he's up for another bout. A familiar voice that suddenly w- wings out behind the two of you startles you both. I know someone who that might ride against you. You and Fakir turn in unison to find Ash Turban striding towards you across the list field. The master horseman and champion, champion jouster, still bearing the obvious mask from an incident that ended his tournament, smiles and bows as he moves to stand up, stand before you. The fame will hit none of it! I won't have you back on the field in your sake, says Thakastery. Ashtasman smirks, shakes his head. I'm not the someone of whom I speak, he says, pointing to the north side of the field. That is, you turn your gaze to the north in the direction of the dispersing crowd, and your heart skips a beat when you behold the lone fit, fit lone figure advancing towards you across the broad field. Telebra smiles and greets the three of you with a friendly wave. 384 experience to general. So, it seems... Alright, back to the main keep. West. Save. So, it seems, from, from, what, from what I know now, that the next bout will be against Talibra. Which is just going to be awkward, really. I mean, if I win, then I won't know. Is she holding back on... Is she holding back so I win? She wins, she's thinking, am I holding back? And then we'll just, just really... I'll just, it'll just sour our entire relationship, no matter what happens. And I'm really hoping there's a relationship. I mean, she's skilled and pretty. Yes, and she seems to be just as willing as I am to find out what's really going on in this island. 
and I'm pretty sure she's not in league with any with any snake people. I mean, if that happened, I would be so betrayed. I'd probably 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 go to a high high place and just scream really loudly. This is how betrayed I would feel. Anyway, I hope hope she's hope she's just addressing me to find to say, oh, I found someone else. Because that that would be just a lot more convenient. But what will actually happen? We will find out next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.